Welcome to the Banking on Business podcast presented by Horicon Bank. Banking on Business is aimed at helping entrepreneurs grow their business with practical strategies you can start using today. We are all about engaging our local business community and connecting with other small businesses to raise each other up. Hosted by yours truly, Grace Bruins, marketing officer at Horicon Bank, turned podcaster, at least for the next 20 minutes. Welcome to the Banking on Business podcast presented by Horicon Bank. Today, we are talking about taking an idea and growing it into a business and the partners that you have along the way that help you get there. And I am doing it with my friends, Rick Kello and Beth Keel. Welcome to the show, Rick and Beth. Thank you for having us. Nice to be here. So why don't you guys give me a little bit of your your elevator speech for The Great Plate? That is the product that you came up with. So why don't you tell us what that is? Well, The Great Plate uh, solves a problem that every family and often is in every event. It's able to manage your food and your beverage all in one plate. So you can have it at home. You can take it away from home. And we had some messy teenagers at home that were doing video games and movies, and there'd be a tipped over can of soda and a plate of food that got tipped over. So we need something where you could put that all together and keep it safe without tipping over. And Great Plate solves that problem. So you saw a problem, created a solution for it. Necessity is the mother of invention. Yes. Right. Well, let's get to know you guys a little bit. We are going to go into our rapid fire intro to the expert. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Where are you from? I am from Hartford, Wisconsin. I lived there my entire life. I grew up in New York and moved to Wisconsin in high school. Okay. And what was your very first job? I was a waitress at Bublitz's Family Restaurant when they were in Hartford. I worked at a sporting goods store. Okay. And what is the best part about what you do every day? Working with my wife. <laughs> we are partners at home and we are partners uh, in the mortgage business and Great Plate. Very nice. That's probably one of the sweetest answers I've ever gotten on an intro to the expert. Yes. So It's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite meal to eat on a Great Plate? My favorite meal is a sandwich that's loaded up with toppings. Um, I like burgers, but I like a little bit of burger and I like lots of toppings. And so when you're biting into that and the toppings are falling out and the juice is running down your face and so on, the great plate solves that problem because all of those toppings are going to land in the plate and not on your lap and not on your couch. Um, so that's my favorite meal is a sandwich that's got lots and lots of gooey toppings. That sounds delicious. It's the truth. I'm a pizza eater. Okay. So I love pizza. I love it. And I love having the drink there and being able to balance it on my lap. And what is your favorite travel destination? I've always wanted to go to the Holy City. And that's one of my dreams. Otherwise, I really haven't traveled outside of the U.S. and Mexico. So yeah, the Holy City. I'm wherever she is. <laughs> I'm seeing a theme. There you go. Yes. (laughs) Now, before we dive into the Great Plate story, I'm going to do our marketing minute. So Rick and Beth, have you guys ever used Uber? 
Yes. Okay. So you know that when you book a ride through that app, you're able to see your driver's progress as they get closer to you, closer to picking you up. Now, that was something that Uber actually added to their service to make waiting less frustrating. See, Uber couldn't reduce the wait time for passengers, but they could reduce the uncertainty of that wait time. Because as you see that progress, I think you feel that wait time a little less because you're a little more certain about when they're going to come to you. And that actually plays into the zero risk bias that we as humans have, where we opt for situations where we can completely eliminate the risk around us. So for our listeners, I would uh, challenge entrepreneurs to consider, you know, what challenges their services or products help to solve. And if you can't necessarily reduce the pain of that challenge, maybe you can reduce the uncertainty around that challenge. I was just poked. How do I reduce the uncertainty of whether the product is successful? Is mm-hmm. that what you're saying? There is no way of uncer- getting that done. It's more or less learning from your mistakes that you have out in the process. So you do get lucky every once in a while, and things do fall into place. We call it divine intervention on our part. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is just trying to not to make the same mistake twice. As a man, I'm more prone to making the mistakes, and my wife is more inclined to encouraging me not to make the same mistake twice. But basically what it comes down to is just being as astute to what you're taking a look at and why did things not work out in that manner. And there's a lot of pain being an entrepreneur if you continually make mistakes. So if you reduce that, you're going to be doing more things successfully in the process. The only thing that you have to be mindful of in addition to that is to be the paralysis by analysis. Don't try to overanalyze things. You do have to make a decision. Move forward. And if it's successful, you're successful. If it's not, it's a learning opportunity. Just keep moving forward. So it's not even necessarily looking at it as failure, but learning opportunity. Yes. I can take this. I can move forward. Yep. So what what made you guys, you, you talked about a little bit, Beth, when you decided to start Great Plate, when you decided to create this product, it was, a big part of it was your kids, right? Solving that problem of having the mess, not wanting a mess. <laughs> yes. So what made you say, you know, this is an idea that I'm going to pursue? Because when the more that we talk to other family members and friends, everyone has the same problem. And it isn't unique to just teenagers. It's unique to younger children. It's unique for us as adults. So we socialize a lot. And when we socialize, we always have food and drink together. So how do we manage all of that and solve that problem about being able to manage that that cup and plate together? And when we showed the initial um, product to others, they went, wow, this is great. Hence the name. That's where the name came from. But and said, oh, we could solve this problem and we can use it in all of these different environments. So from there, we knew that the product itself, male, female, indoor, outdoor, um, seniors, individuals with handicaps. There was such a big market and a problem that a lot of individuals had that we could solve a problem, our problem, as well as a bigger problem with it. So how, you know, so you have this, uh, this idea, what, what did it look like in those early days? You know, did you create a mold? What was the next step for you once you had that idea? The interesting thing about it was is that I had come up from downstairs seeing what was going on, just checking in, and the idea was in my head. I drew out the great plate almost at its entirety the way it is right now. There was nothing else to it. It said, here, Beth said, what are you talking about? And I drew it out. We have the original drawing. And that's what we took right to the design people and said, what do you think? And it didn't change. 
it was exactly that. So to say that it was divine intervention, I would say it was. Recently, I connected with a high school friend, and I told him exactly the same story. He said, that had to have been divine intervention. You weren't that bright in high school. (laughs) Well, you've come a long way then. (laughs) And I have a long way to go. (laughs) So you have this design. You worked locally, right? You worked with... um, West Bend Plastics. And we moved from there to a manufacturer in Oshkosh right now. And the the only reason why we switched is that company was sold. Okay. And that's actually how we met Horicon Bankers. They were working with West Bend Plastics at the time, and they came in and called on us, and we met Mike again from back in high school days. And your partnerships have stayed very local since that time. Yes, our patent attorney is local, the manufacturer, um, a lot of the boxes and paper that we need to, you know, work with for uh, packaging, all of that is local. Um, The individual that helped design and and work through the molds, they're all local. They're actually, you know, in the same county. So we wanted to keep it in Wisconsin because that's very important to us, the locality of it, and that we were dealing with people that we knew and we could trust. That's a big part of, of investing in this product and investing in yourself is knowing who you're dealing with and your trust factor on the other side of the table. When you were considering what companies to partner with, did you consider looking, you know, say in China overseas to have this product created? We did look at making it overseas. And the interesting thing about it was we met with Mike Fleischman at your bank and Mike said, well, we can do that and you can, we can help finance that, that, uh, purchase order. But what happens if you open the container and the product is not correct? And actually we went through four variations of this product. And had we not taken that advice, the product would have been wrong. And we're talking hundreds of thousands of units, enormous costs, enormous failure that could have done by doing the capital outlay that you helped finance for us. It now allowed us to manufacture the product domestically, and to date, we can manufacture cheaper with robotics than we can make it overseas. And we have the logistics to be able to turn an order in weeks versus months, as far as the turnaround time is concerned. And that's actually something Horicon Bank got to experience just recently. We have um, a great plate that's actually sitting right in front of me right now uh, with our logo on it, with the Doc Spiders. We partnered with them. And when we originally talked, Rick, we were like, oh, let's get this in front of the Doc Spiders. Let's see if this is something they want to give away. And I looked at the Doc Spider season and I was like, there's only a couple weeks left. How are we going to be able to turn this around? So that success on the Horicon Bank and Docspider side was incredibly evident because you guys turned it around in like two and a half weeks, I think, since the design was approved. So that was great. Yeah. So that adds additional passion and value to the plate is being able to add those vibrant uh, logos and graphics and really make it um, your own, whether it's a, a business or it's just a passion that you have um, to be able to put that kind of graphics in the plate. And that took a lot of ingenuity and a lot of time to create that so that it is still a product that can be used every day and in your microwave and in your dishwasher. And yet Yet it has gorgeous graphics on it. And speaking of microwave and dishwasher, you guys were telling me a story earlier about how a lot of the value of kind of selling this plate was being able to demonstrate all of those things. So where did you know where did you start doing that? Was that on QVC where you were able to demonstrate or Home Shopping Network? 
QVC was, yes, one of the big advocates for uh, being able to demonstrate the product. We had tried for four years for them to accept us, at least on a trial basis, for one of their shows, and they just said plastic doesn't sell. It's not something we're interested in. And uh, then a host from the show came to us and said, we need to put this you know, on our show, and it exploded because you could show it. Um, and as a mom, when we developed it, it was important to me that it be green and that it be something that can stack and store in your kitchen cabinet. It can go in the dishwasher and the microwave. So it's something that you grab and use every single day. So when they demonstrated it on QVC and showed all of the uses, uh, it just exploded. And the biggest warmth to my heart is that our ratings are at 4.7 with QVC and a lot of their customers ordered multiple sets not only for themselves but for friends family and and gifts and that that goes a long way with me and that really warms my heart so you tried for four years to get on QVC was that your first big customer or what, what did that first big order look like? That was our first repetitive customer. Okay. I mean, when we had other sales, we would be in the store and we'd be out of the store in six weeks, in and out, in and out, in and out. This was the first repeat, 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 repeat. This uh, this coming year, we're in our fifth year with QVC and only 2% of the products make it past the fourth year. So we're in our fifth year and it's it's been a wonderful relationship with them. What was your first big sale? First big place to have the great plate sold? It was CVS Pharmacy. They did 141,612 plates. And then it, would, then it would have been Menards after that. It was Menards, Menards did several, that. yeah, several thousand plates. 135,000. Yep. Wow. That's just part of my autism. <laughs> He's got the numbers down, let me tell you. I, I, Yeah, I like asking for those. I love that you can just rattle them off. Well, why don't you tell me a little bit about that time on QVC? Because I know that you had mentioned you had 10 minutes, you're watching that countdown. What was that like? That was crazy because um, we were told that we would give, be given three opportunities in 10-minute segments. And if the product did not sell, we'd have to take it back in its entirety at our expense. And when they did a walk-up where Lisa Brady walked up to David Venerable on the, uh, and they started talking about what kind of coffee they were drinking. They were talking about a recipe that David recently made and what the weather was like. And it's like, I watched two minutes fly by of our 10 going, oh my God, what are we doing here? And right after that, at the seven minute mark, they started to wind down the conversation by saying, and then I'm going to walk over here because it's like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. This is only seven minutes. Did we epically fail that bad? And um, Lisa left the stage and came back and made a phone call to us. And she said, what'd you think? I said, we only got seven minutes. She said, that's because you sold out. And it was like that magic aha moment at that time. We were both sitting there watching it. And he said, what do you think you sold? And what do we think we sold? And we were just, you know. Panic. Panic. Yeah. Yeah, It's panic and anxiety and stress all at the same time. And yet it was, it turned out to be a wonderful outcome. So at that moment, um, they ordered 12,500 sets, which was two and a half times that. My next phone call was to Mike Fleischman at the bank saying, we got to send more product. And he said, do it. 
And I said, do you, do you need something from us? He said, no, go do it. And that's the type of support that makes it go. And sure enough, everything flowed through the way it was supposed to. I mean, QVC is working with a lot of small companies that better be able to step up and grow at the pace that they need to grow at. And that made a big difference for us because they had our backs every time. And it was no, we didn't have time to go through the, all the gyrations that are necessary. It was do it. We like it. We believe in you run. So Rick and Beth, you guys have, have quoted these different figures to me. You have been on the home shopping network. You've got QVC. Are these things that you you learned about and did research on before you started Great Plate? Because I know you come from the mortgage world. So is this, you know, you, you did all this research and then you started or did you start and then learn along the way? <laughs> yes. <laughs> a, a little everything. I mean, basically, God gives you an interesting palette to work off of. And from that point, you go from one to another to another. Probably the easiest thing is you learn from your mistakes. At least we try to. Mm-hmm. And we applied for Shark Tank six times. Oh, wow. And each time we got declined. But it's interesting because the producers of different shows reached out to us and put us on the Food Network. And that was an explosive to the positive. We were the only w- people to get an offer that we actually um, had on television. And there was a lot of positives after that because after the show aired, uh, we heard from Bed Bath & Beyond. They ordered 350,000 plates from that one show alone. And it was it was a takeoff from a lot of those areas. So you quite never know what's going to come down the pipe. And again, you just keep asking lots of questions. We have found that the home shopping arena for us has been good because it demonstrates the product and you can actually see it being used when we can show it to the buyer, but it doesn't necessarily fly off the shelves because people don't understand what the product is. But again, we have 4.7 out of five reviews. The other thing was with QVC was, is that our sales volume was enormously high. We were at $17,000 per minute, which they wanted five. And then the other thing was, is the returns. In addition to the 4.7 reviews, we had less than a half of 1% in returns. And they tell you to anticipate either 5 or 10% in returns. So in this now, this year coming up is our fifth year in a row on QVC, and only 2% of the products make it past the fourth year. So for a product that for the first four years before we even got on said it'll never make it, mm-hmm. God had a different plan for us. Mm-hmm. So that initial you know, no from Shark Tank or no from QVC. That could have been the end of it, but it wasn't for you guys. No, Correct. not at all. What really almost ended it for us was our patent. Yeah, why don't you tell us that story? <laughs> well, early on when we invested $100,000 in the product, I told my wife that uh, not to worry, I would get a patent so we would be protected and we would never have this problem. And we worked with Foley and Lardner out of Milwaukee and they came back and gave us our approval or got the approval for us for the uh, design patent. We had six of those right away, but they turned us down for the most important part, the utility patent. And when we went back to our attorneys, they said, you can do this, but uh, you can appeal. However, you can't change any of the abstract. You can't change any of the verbiage that's in there. So going to your wife and saying, we didn't get the patent, but not don't worry. And then to talk to the attorney and say, well, there's really no recourse that we have of getting this thing approved. Good luck. So she went to bed rather upset with me that night. Um, I went into the office. We prayed about it. 
And basically what it was is that somewhere in the body of the 14 pages of the abstract was a, a paragraph that said that the plate flew like a Frisbee because we turned it over and we flew it and it did all that. So what I did is I changed the order, not the words, but I just changed the order of the paragraph. So it started out with, it's a flying disc that can be used as a plate that holds it. The patent was then approved. Wow. And that was the turning point because then we had offers to buy the company. We had offers all over the place now that you've had a utility patent. Mm -hmm. And that was a real big shining moment because that was really easy to fold your tent and say, we're done. We can't do anything. There's nothing that can be done past this point. So that's just one of those examples. Now, when I hit a brick wall, Beth will remind me of that story and say, you did it before. You'll do it again. Mm -hmm. Settle down and just figure it out. Yeah, because you don't know what you don't know. It's absolutely true. And got to continue to use the ingenuity and think it through. And um, we, we take it to God. That's our way of doing things. And uh, other, other options pose themselves. And it goes in different directions that you never anticipate. So uh, Rick has always had that never, never die kind of attitude. And we're, we're stronger together than we are individually. So we've overcome a lot. And if you are an entrepreneur and you bring a new product to market, especially something that is a plate, uh, that's so common, uh, you have to have the strength and the agility to, to be able to keep seeing it through. That's really good advice. Are there, are there other lessons that you've learned along the way that you would want, you would have wanted to tell yourself back when you were hearing those no's early on? Yes. Have an insatiable desire for information. My mother will tell you the first words that I learned growing up was why. You know, I was told I couldn't do something. Why? You know, why? Why does that not work? Why does and it, it drove her nuts to this day. And as a result, we just keep asking those questions as to what goes forward. Like I was describing to you earlier, if I came to you back in 2013 when we started and said, do you want to invest in a plastic plate? Mm -hmm. Most people would have looked at us and said, <laughs> you're out of your mind. Horicon Bank was the only bank that came to us and said, show me why we should invest in this. Show me why we should do this. And at that time, I don't know that I would have invested in us, mm -hmm. but they took a look at it now. 7 million plates later, and we're probably going to double that this next year, that's an enormous thing. And now everybody wants to be part of what you're doing. Well, this is where we are at right now. And the fact that now we can decorate the plate and add logos and beautiful designs and artwork to it just enhances and brings value and passion to the plate as you're looking at that, you know, in front of you. So that is the, the next step that we've added to the plate is to really, you can make it your own um, and you can put designs and things on it that are really passionate to you or your family um, or to your company or to your business. Mm -hmm. So you didn't just have this idea and it's it stayed here. It it grew and it changed and you continue to enhance it. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now we have two different plates. We have a coaster and we have a cup. Wow. And it's growing from there. That is such a fun story. I, I love hearing it. And I'm sure you have a lot more examples of that fortitude that you guys had and, and the partnership that you have formed um, throughout the years and partners that you've you've had along the way, like Horicon Bank is a great example, but you've also mentioned, you know, the lawyer, the patent lawyer that you used and the manufacturer that you used. And what I think is cool is that they're all right here in Wisconsin. Yep. Yes, they are. So there's a lot of talent right here, homegrown, that that 
you as business owners were able to tap into and and rely on to really grow that business. And because they're Wisconsin and because they're close, it makes it so much easier to deal with. And it, it, it just promotes Wisconsin and promotes their business at the same time. So what they're doing for us, we're doing, you know, good things for them at the same time. Very cool. Well, I am going to wrap up this part of our podcast with what we like to call the interesting animal fact segment. I know you guys are excited about this one. <laughs> oh, boy. So you you are familiar with Horicon Bank. You know that we are the natural choice, and that's not just a tagline. It's a commitment to being environmentally friendly, supporting environmental causes. So in that spirit, I'm going to give you an interesting animal fact that I would like you to turn into some inspirational advice for our listeners. Are you ready? Sure. Yes. Okay. Here's your fact. Frogs have a 360-degree visual range and sleep with both eyes open. That would describe an entrepreneur because you have to keep your eyes open and you have to learn all the time. Your head is constantly swiveling around and finding out different directions. We thought early on we were going to be at retail. Now we're online. Now we're promotional. Now we're licensed. We are doing things that we never thought we would be doing. And part of it is just being observant and making sure you understand what goes on in the process. And I would say it has to do with your sphere of influence because a lot of the individuals that we used um, for manufacturing, for design, for patent, and so on are individuals whose lives had had touched us before in some way, whether it was through the mortgage business or it was through family or friends. Look at your sphere of influence all the way around you, whether it's family, friends, uh, business associates, and so on, and how can those individuals help and guide you uh, to get to the person that you need to and can help you. And you guys were worried about that. I don't know why. That was really good advice. <laughs> Both <laughs> Thank <of> you. you. <laughs> Thank you for that. So before we end the show, Rick and Beth, I want to wrap up uh, with, and you really just gave it, but actionable advice for our listeners. What's something that you would recommend to an entrepreneur that they can put into practice today? You have to take a look at a product if it see if it enhances or what's the value proposition that somebody would buy the product. There's a lot of inventions that people have brought to us to say, what do you think about this? And the question is, would you buy it? Would you actually use it? And Beth touched on it earlier. People use it young, old, indoor, outdoor, male, female, decorated, undecorated, microwave, dishwasher safe, doesn't expire, multiple colors, the list goes on and on. And you use it every day, multiple times per day, and you can have multiple of them in your household. With all those boxes checked, that's the case. Some people, we've seen some things that's like it doesn't work. It's just not novel enough in order to do that. So ask yourself those questions. Be honest with yourself and do that little bit of homework and say, would you actually buy it and who is your customer? Yeah. And does it solve a problem that needs to be solved? A problem <laughs> that is that, well, that is more universal, not just something that you yourself see, a, a, you know, as your individual problem, but something that is more universal and that can solve a problem that a lot of individuals and families or individuals or businesses have. Have. It can sound very discouraging to go through some of those things, but it's a lot safer to do that than to do that and to fail and to do it later on and to find out that it didn't work out. So this is not our only idea that we've ever had that we just decided it wasn't worth pursuing. That's excellent advice. Thank you guys for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. I love hearing your story and I'm excited to see where Great Plate goes in the future because I know this is, this is not it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Grace. We appreciate it. Thank you, you very much. Thanks for tuning in. 
To stay in the loop on all things banking on business related, visit horaconbank.com slash banking on business and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.